Forget 2022 draft grades. Let's go back and look at a class we actually have some experience with. Three years, in fact. Let's go back to 2019 and look at a class that has changed the face of the Green Bay Packers franchise. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. We're Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Let's go back a couple years. They say you can't judge a draft, a draft pick, a draft class, truly, until we've seen them for three years. Most rookies are bad. I've been saying that forever. Put it on my tombstone at this point. And and I get pushback from fans on this who say it's not that... Fans, rookies can contribute. See, look at XYZ rookie. And I'm always like, yes, I know. Yes, some rookies can and do contribute. But worrying about year one contributions is doing it wrong. If you worry only about year one contributions, you miss all kinds of players who develop into incredible players. Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. Rashawn Gary, Zadarius Smith, who wasn't an elite player until he came to Green Bay on his second contract. I mean, that is an unusually long runway. Now, he was a good rotational pass rusher, but he was not even a starter, Not even a, had never started a full season's worth of games, had never been the preferred starter, and broke out on his second contract. That stuff is rare, but it's a reminder that a lot of these players take time and even players who turn out to be good are often not good as rookies. And so when you go back and look at last year's class, let's not judge the bad and and let's be just a little careful about judging the good. It could be the case that Eric Stokes never gets better. That seems unlikely, but Also, even if he never gets better, he was like good last year, like legitimately a good starting cornerback. So even if he never gets better, he probably ends up being a good pick because of the position he plays and because of the need that the Packers had at the time. Remember the way I judge draft classes is finding the maximum value over the life of your rookie contract. So Rashawn Gary right now, he, he could be a star player this year. And he was, he, he produced like a star last year. There were still plenty of people that were learning about how good he was. It was his first chance to start. This is his chance this year to really take hold of it. And, and we've, we've seen in early opportunities, someone like that, and I'm, we're going to go pick by pick, the chance for 
him to really shine. It, it took him getting an opportunity, much like, by the way, Zadarius Smith. Big picture on this class. Four, excuse me, five players in this class have played in 40 plus games. Five players. That's that's a really good draft class, assuming that they were moderate impact. Now, if, if you have five guys who are playing 40 games plus, presumably some are starting, some are not. Ty Summers did not start most of those games. Uh, Kingsley Kiki did not start most of those games. But Elton Jenkins did. Darnell Savage did. Rashawn Gary didn't. But he played consistently in all those games, played a meaningful role in all those games. You get five useful players out of a draft class. Let's just say that's all they are. Five guys, two starters, in this case, three starters, two rotation players. That's a good draft. Can you get the elite level players? Yes, is the answer. The Packers got at least one for sure. Elton Jenkins has multiple seasons now at an elite level. He's an elite guard. We've seen that for sure. And now we might see the chance for him to play tackle. So can he be elite there? You get one elite player in a draft class and four useful players. That's a a good to very good class. Now add in Rashawn Gary, who was as productive as any pass rusher in the league last season. Pro Football Focus just came out with a list of 25 players under 25. Rashawn Gary was on the list for this season ahead of Brian Burns and Chase Young. Now, I know Chase Young's coming off an injury, but Chase Young was considered one of those like once every couple of years kind of ultra elite pass rush prospects. And and has been productive, been destructive in his career so far. And yet, because of the trajectory, because of the tools, and because of what we saw last year when he was the most productive player by pass rush, um, by, by pressure rate in the NFC last year and over the last two seasons has been the best player in football by pass rush win rate, according to Pro Football Focus. This is a guy who has reached that upper echelon that elite tier of pass rusher. So you, you're looking at now two elite players. And even if everyone else is just fine, two rotation players and another starter, now you're talking about a very good class. And Darnell Savage has at times played at an elite level. The second half of 2021 stretches in 2019 and stretches last season. I think he lost some of his confidence a little bit. I think the scheme was an adjustment for him. But when you look just big picture at this class, it turns out to be a home run. Elton Jenkins, his ability to play multiple positions on the offensive line for you. Rashawn Gary, the fact that you had two pass rushers that you signed in free agency, you brought this guy in, and we're going we're gonna to go through some of the history of some of these picks. And then you give him the runway to develop into this player. That's why you don't worry about your one impact. Because what you want is someone who turns into this kind of guy. And then you have day two. Some good, some bad. And then day three, you have special teams players and you hit on a rotational defensive lineman that turns out to be solid. 
that is a very, very good draft. We're going to go pick by pick here in just a second. Before we do, let's talk about our friends at Built Bar. They have these new birthday cake puffs. They are crazy good. They're crazy, crazy good. Covered in 100% chocolate, in this case, white chocolate. They've got sprinkles on top. And yeah, it's still a protein bar. And somehow they, they manage it. Protein-infused marshmallow in the center because it's a puff. I don't know how they do it. The taste, the texture, it's all there. And you know what else is there? The macros, the protein, the fiber, the low calorie, the low sugar. Again, it might be magic. I don't quite know what sorcery they use, but this is an incredible product that I, I have them. I eat them. I just had one yesterday after I worked out. It was wonderful. It, it, it makes having something healthy, especially after workout, something that I look forward to. And summer is the perfect time to get in on the action, on the go. You got a car ride. You're, you're going to the lake. You're going to the beach. You're going to the golf course. You're going on a trip. You're going to the airport. It's the perfect thing to throw in your bag and eat on the run. And I'll prove it to you. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. Rashawn Gary. Let's, let's hold myself accountable here. I did not like this pick. And over the last three seasons, all he's done is play 16, 15, and 16 games. Now, only 20 starts, did not start a single game in 2019, but that's because, guess who did? Zadarius and Preston Smith win Zadarius. I voted for Zadarius Smith as Defensive Player of the Year that year. And so, I, I, I thought it was a reach at the time. And a lot of people... Liked him as a player, did not like to fit in Green Bay. I went back and looked at the athletic, um, their their composite board, and he went right in the range where we expected him to go. That 12 to 18 range was really right where um, he was expected to go. He could have gone as high as, I think, four or six. Like There were a couple spots in there. And it, it, no question, there are teams, you go back and look at the top of that draft, they regret taking the guy that they did. The Raiders took Cleveland Farrell over Rashawn Gary, and they absolutely regret that choice now. Now, I am sympathetic to the fans who say, in a, in a situation where you have Aaron Rodgers and you are trying to win in that moment, you don't have the runway to wait for year three. And to that I say, okay, but when they... Drafted Rashawn Gary, they did not know Preston Zedaria Smith would be as good as they turned out to be. They did not know that they would be as durable as they turned out to be. And guess what? By 2020, Zedaria Smith started to have some, some nicks, some injuries. Preston Smith did not come to training camp in ideal condition. Something that he's admitted, something that the coaches have talked about. This is not just like... You know, we're trying to throw shade to throw shade. He came in 2021 in awesome shape, something that, by the way, everyone else noted as well. Coaches, players, and Preston himself earned himself a new contract because not only of, of his play on the field, but the work that he put in. By the end of 2020, it looked like 
Rashawn Gary was going to be the guy who just replaced Preston Smith, that he was going to be gone. Instead, they reworked the deal and we know what happened from there. But then it turned out Zedaria Smith missed essentially the entire season. These things happen. And now in year three, you're seeing that year three bump. And that's why we wait three years to make these sorts of declarations. I think it's worth talking about specifically the other side of this. Darnell Savage, if we had done this after 2020, let's say, we would have said, oh, he's a, he's a superstar. He's a, he's a future all pro. And then in a new defense, he didn't make the sorts of strides last season that we thought he could. I'm by no means giving up on the talent. I'm still a huge Darnell Savage fan. If you go back to that draft, there were two guys. I thought Darnell Savage was the best fit next to Adrian Amos in the class. I said as much. I liked Chauncey Gardner-Johnson better. He became CJ Gardner-Johnson after that. And by the way, I, I think I turned out to be right about that, um, even though that he fell for other reasons. And, and by the way, he also fell for reasons that turned out to be real things in the NFL. He's been in uh, scrapes with multiple teammates at this point. He's a feisty competitor. And, and that's also what you love about him. It's a part of what makes him such a great player. Now, I still think Darnell Savage has more to give. The Packers think that the ceiling with him is, is still very much unlimited. You go back and, and you look at his career, eight interceptions in his career, had four last year, but, but really came on down the stretch. He had two last year and could have easily had six. I mean, he, he, had, he had, what, four in the Vikings game alone. One got called back, two he dropped, and one got knocked out of his hands that he, that he probably should have caught. And one that he definitely should have caught at the end of the game that would have sealed it. They end up losing that game. I think that part of bringing in Quay Walker is aimed at unlocking Darnell Savage to be able to move him around a little bit to not be worried about what's going on with Henry Black or with Kevin King or whomever else is over there because you have someone you trust there. And now you can be a little bit more creative with him. You can disguise more. You can, you can show one thing and, and rotate into another. You can spin safeties. That's what Darnell Savage allows you to do. He's a playmaker. And so the guys around you have to be buttoned up and you have to be able to give him the leeway to make those plays. You hope in year two in this defense, he can take that step. But even if he doesn't, even if this is just the guy that you're getting, he was a playmaker as a rookie. He was a playmaker in 2020 and he was a playmaker last year. Now he wasn't as much of a playmaker last year as the year before, but if what you're getting is, you know, these, these, he, I think he is consistent in that he's not going to make the big plays that, that beat you the way that haha Clinton Dix would, you know, he gave up the long throw to Jamar Chase where he just misplayed the ball. That's not like him. He's got very good ball skills. I think last year was, was just, he, he didn't quite have the confidence that we saw him playing with early in his career all season. You hope he comes back this year and gives you that. But even if he doesn't, this level of player He's a quality player. Like if we're doing draft grades, he's still a BB plus in terms of draft grade because of what he's giving you. Came in right away day one and you started with him. You give that first round, that first round with Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage, that's an A. That's an A. Two guys who are right now 
core members of your defense and core members of your future. You need, when you have Aaron Rodgers and you're paying him all that money and you're hoping that he elevates your team, you need to hit on these kinds of players and the Packers did it. The Packers did it. And then they turn around and they make the best pick of, I mean, maybe of the draft. DK Metcalf and Elton Jenkins are probably the two best value picks in this draft. Elton Jenkins at 44, even with all of the games that he missed last year, 40 games, almost immediately took the starting job from Lane Taylor. Lane Taylor got hurt. And he has just been outstanding from the get-go. Now, does he play a premium position? No. Was he a little bit older as a prospect when the Packers drafted him? Yes. Is he an awesome player? Absolutely yes. If these were just the three players in your whole draft, if you just wiped everyone off, off the board, and these are the only three players you came out of your draft with, it's an A draft, which means to me that that's what this is. If we're going to do draft grades, this is an A draft. This is absolutely an A draft. And, and it's there's a reason I think that that we this has been since 2019 that this season, this team has turned around. I, I you know, Matt LaFleur played played a role, no doubt. And um Aaron Rodgers playing more like we're used to seeing with Aaron Rodgers versus some of the things that we saw in the middle part of his career, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. That's all part of it. To get foundational pieces like this, that sets you up. It sets you up. And when you have a draft like they had in, let's say, 2015, when you take the collar on that draft, that makes it really hard. And, and Brian Gutekinds, I think, would be the first to tell you 2018, not to, not to the standard that you'd like. Now, he got Jair Alexander, who just got paid, and you got quality production over the course of Marquez Valdez-Scanling's rookie contract and, and Oren Burks was a core special teams player and you took a worthy swing on Josh Jackson who just didn't quite put it together the way that you thought his talent said that he could. This team, this class, they were much more the, the talent meets the productivity and there's still room to grow. That's the beauty of this class. Rashawn Gary can still get better. Darnell Savage can still get better. Elton Jenkins can still get better. And, and they're already really, really, really good players. That's the great part of a draft like this. It sets you up. And then in 2020, well, first of all, you pair 2019. That offseason is going to ring out in the late career of Aaron Rodgers, especially if they go on to win a Super Bowl, which you hope they do. To bring in this group of guys, and to bring in the free agents that they brought in, Adrian Amos, Preston Smith, Zedarius Smith, Billy Turner. I understand Turner is no longer with the team. Z is no longer with the team. But they set this team back on a path. And that 2019 offseason, it, 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 was, it was a paradigmatic shift in this team and this, this organization and this culture and, and really everything about what defined the Packers in the Mike McCarthy era and the Ted Thompson era. And I think we're going to remember that even, even if things don't work out for Aaron Rodgers and they don't win another Super Bowl before he has to retire. 
I think we're going to remember that in a in a very specific and very fond way. All right, we're going to finish up the class here coming up in just a second. But before we do, let's talk about our partners at Bet Online, the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering info from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Locked On NFL. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads, including me. There's no offseason for real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Now, I said the rest of the draft doesn't matter. That's not quite true. Because Kingsley Kiki turned into a quality rotational player. And things ended weirdly for him. We don't even now know the full extent of what the what the tension was, what the issues were that led to his ultimate release. But he had become a useful and impactful rotational pass rusher for them. And there just aren't many guys on the interior that you can throw out there and say, okay, go impact the passer and they can do it. He's one of them. So if you can on day three, get a quality defensive line rotation player, that's a win. And then Ty Summers becomes a core special teams player. Do you want him playing linebacker for you? No, probably not. At least not based on the evidence we've seen so far. He just hasn't proven he can be that guy. We saw flashes in preseason. Another reason why we should not grade these things, you know, first summer and right away in terms of the quality of the players process, we can evaluate the players. We have to save that at least on some level. Ty Summers became a core special teams player for a seventh round pick. That's what you need. And it doesn't really matter that you didn't get a lot of productivity from Kadar Holman or Dexter Williams. Because in the case of Kadar Holman, you're, you're taking a flyer on a tall, long, fast corner who can play press man coverage. Those guys are rare. Did he produce at an NFL level? No. Dexter Williams? I really liked Dexter Williams' talent, and his talent was never the question. It was always, can he be reliable? Can the coaches trust him? And they just never did. I mean, they made it pretty clear they never did because there were injuries and there were opportunities for him to get on the field and the coaches did not want him out there or someone didn't because he was not out there. They would bring in practice squad running backs and they would go out there instead of Dexter Williams. That's tough. That's tough. As, as someone who was a big fan and Bears fans, do not let me forget that I was a big fan of Dexter Williams. So do not accuse me of Dexter Williams slander. I, will, I, I would never... I really liked him as a player. I thought we would see more of him. I thought we would see a more productive player. Just never put it together. But you're you're betting on talent on late on day three. And so if it doesn't hit, it's a dart throw. It's a dart throw. The, the one that I think is going to be the one that, that sticks for people is the, the Jay Sternberger pick. And not just because of what Jace ultimately was and wasn't, but because the next pick was Terry McLaurin. 
And that's not Jay Sternberger's fault. And Jason's been on this show and he's written for The Leap and, and I know Jace a little bit. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. And the Terry McLaurin thing is going to be something that, that Packer fans bring up. Now, the Chase Winovich thing was also a thing that they brought up that turns out to be silly. Turns out he's just like a okay rotational player. A couple other players later in that in that round were taken. Jamel Dean turns out he's a he's a quality player. Dawson Knox was taken 20 picks later. The Packers could have taken him instead. Mike Edwards turned out to be a, a really quality safety. Um, CJ uh, Gardner Johnson at 105. So there were other players that that they could have taken at that spot. But I think you can forgive that situation because of the way the rest of the draft played out. And so if you're the Packers, you're looking at this and going, okay, the process was good. Some big swings early on athletes, some, some middle round guys that we thought could come in right away and compete to play. And then you try and find your special teamers with some upside to maybe be something. Ty Summers, great athlete. Dexter Williams, very good athlete. Kadar Holman, big, long, good athletic corner. You did it the right way. And it paid off. Sometimes you do it the right way and it doesn't pay off. They did it the right way. And in, in this case, it did pay off. And Rashawn Gary is going to get paid. Darnell Savage is going to get paid. Are they going to be playing with Aaron Rodgers? We'll see. But I also think that when you look at this defense and their ability to be elite this season, which they have that ability, the fact that Darnell Savage could take a step forward in year two in this defense is huge. The fact that Rashawn Gary, and as a full-time starter coming in now, and, and Joe Barry has seen him. And these other coaches, Jerry Montgomery, the defensive line coach, has seen him in this defense now. Luckily, Jerry was with him before. I think that, that there's a chance that he goes up even another level. Nobody works harder than he does, plus all the physical tools that he has. And then Ellen Jenkins could be the key to this whole offensive line. If he comes in and plays at a high level at right tackle, pair that with all of the work that the Packers did, getting interior offensive linemen here, and then David Bakhtiari. This offensive line could once again be an elite group. And that has a chance to give you a Super Bowl title, which is ultimately the goal every single season. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. More to get through this off season. We're going to have more conversations coming, more interviews coming. We'll have a summer Friday coming. So a lot of fun still to have here. Uh, it's, it's already mid-May which means mandatory camp is coming. It means training camp is, I was going to say just a few. It's more than just a few weeks away, but it's coming too. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775. To stay, Locked on Packers.